0: It's about coming together. Community, sharing a fleeting moment in time. A mindset, a belief, a rite of passage. Call it what you will. It's so much more than merely live music. Calling all concert goers. Grab your backpacks and bracelets because we're going to check out the fascinating history of festivals. On today's FYI, welcome to For Your Info English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI. This is a podcast where we look at all kinds of different topics and we teach you English along the way. Remember, we've looked at some really interesting things already. Last week's episode was about sailing. The week before, we looked at beer, so make sure you check out past episodes. You can find them on iTunes, iVox, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, you can also get them on Spotify as well. And if you guys want bonus content, PDFs with vocabulary and worksheets and exclusive classes with me, well, you can find out about becoming a patron. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And there you can find out about all the different levels of membership. And while we're at it, I've got to say thank you to all of my patrons for making this podcast possible possible. So thank you so much because many of you know this is self-produced. I do this purely out of love. So some of you support me and well, I give you bonus content and much, much more. So if you want to find out more, you can go over to patreon.com Alberto Alonso. And if you have any questions, of course, just let me know. And I want to send a huge shout out to my super duper star students, Desiree, Susie, Isabel, Alex, Boris, Lolis, and, of course, my interstellar students, Pilar, Diana, and Carmen. And there are so many more that I can't name, so thank you to all my patrons for making this possible. Well, today we're going to look at the fascinating world of music festivals. And those of you who know me, well, if you're not familiar, I have a radio show. That's right. It's called The Show With No Name, and it's on Vaughn Radio, so check it out. Well, anyone who's ever listened to my radio show knows that I love music. And more than anything, I love live music. Remember, we don't say on live or in live or indirect. We say live, as you say in Spanish. All right, so let's take a look at the intro before we get into it because I always like to put some vocabulary in the intro that I think you you guys would find useful or interesting. So I said it's about coming together. Now to come together is juntarse in Spanish. You know it from a Beatles song. Come together right now over me. You all know that song. Come together, juntaos. And then I said, community. That's a word you probably recognize, comunidad. But I want you to be wary. To be wary is to be careful with the pronunciation. It's not community, it's community. Say it with me, community. Then I said, it's sharing a fleeting moment in time. Compartir is share. In fact, there's an expression that I love. Sharing is caring. Compartir es vivir. I think would be the translation in Spanish. So, a fleeting moment in time. Fleeting meaning fugaz. Now, be careful though, because if we talk about una estrella fugaz, we're talking about a shooting star. This is fleeting. When we discuss moments or things like beauty, we say beauty is fleeting. So it is a fleeting moment when you're at a festival and you know you're with people that you don't know, complete strangers, and you're sharing a moment of ecstasy of pure joy, joyous felicidad together with complete strangers. Well, that's something that a festival can do, bring that sense of community, bringing people together, diverse people from all over the world. And we're going to talk about that. Then I said, it's a mindset a mindset. I love this word because it's a cool word. A mindset is mentalidad, a mentality, an attitude. Remember, in Spanish, you say actitud with a C, but in English, it's attitude. There's no C sound in there, all right? So, say that with me. It's an attitude. Then, I said it's a belief, una creencia. Let's not get confused with those two words. To believe es creer, and a belief, una creencia. I went on to say, y entonces dije, a rite of passage. A rite of passage. This is another thing that is a cultural thing. And as you guys can see by this intro here, we're talking about community. We're talking about culture. We're talking about diversity. And we're talking about music festivals. This is so much more than just music, as I said before. A rite of passage, I think you would say, un rito de iniciación. You know, it's like a, a changing or a turning point in one's life. Something that you do to go on to manhood or womanhood. Then I said, call it what you will. Llámalo como quieras. Call it what you will. It's so much more than merely... Does that word ring a bell o suena? meramente, right, Mir is mero, so meramente is merely live music. Then I said calling all concert goers, llamando a todos los asistentes de concierto. I like this idea of goers. A goer is somebody who attends, Casiste algún sitio. So a church goer goes to church regularly. A concert goer goes to concerts. So a festival goer? You guessed it. A festival goer goes to festivals. And I must say, I am a concert goer. I am a festival goer. No doubt about it. Then I said, grab your backpacks. Grab escoger. We use this word a lot in English. You should familiarize yourself with the word grab. Grab your backpacks. In American English, we say backpacks, para mochila. But in England, they say rucksacks. Just FYI, if you're backpacking around, just know that if you're in England, you're carrying a rucksack. And if you're in the United States, you're carrying a backpack. And your bracelets. Another word that I think you guys recognize. Bracelete, right? Bracelet. Pulsera? Bracelet? Just be careful with the pronunciation. And when I talk about bracelets, I'm not talking about diamond bracelets or, you know, beautiful jewelry. I'm talking about the bracelets you need to get into a concert, right? And some people even collect these bracelets. I know a few people who have been wearing concert bracelets for 10 years. Yeah, I don't want to think about the bacteria on it either. Now, let me make something really clear here. We're going to talk about music festivals primarily, because there are so many different kinds of festivals, especially nowadays. But I think today we really want to concentrate on the modern music festival that's so popular every summer. In fact, the reason I chose this was because this coming weekend is the anniversary of Woodstock, one of the most famous, iconic music festivals ever. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on in the show. So are you guys concert goers? Are you festival goers? What do you prefer? I have to say I prefer festivals, but there are festivals and there are festivals as with everything. But when you go to a concert, it's good because you're connecting with everybody and there's a communal feeling. But at a festival where you go there and you kind of live there, on the grounds. That's something special, because now you're sharing space with these people that you don't know for sometimes three, four, five days in a row. In a row means consecutively. Literally is en una fila. So when did music festivals start? Well, like everything, we have to rewind. There we go. And we're back in sixth, century Greece. Ancient Greece. Remember, we don't say ancient, we say ancient. And, well, they had these gatherings. Now, we you looked at this word in another episode, a gathering is a get-together. Una reunión. In fact, now I remember, we looked at it in the barbecue episode. So, if you haven't heard that episode, check it out. I even give you some of my special barbecue tips, consejos. Another way to say tips is, Pointers. I don't know if it's me or do you guys agree? It seems like everything started in ancient Greece, ancient Mesopotamia. That's cool. They can kind of claim everything. The festivals in ancient Greece weren't too much like the festivals today because, well, they were a mix of sport and music. But now that I think about it and I say that, what is the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl is a mix of sports and music, if we're talking about the halftime show. So with this idea of mixing these different things came from ancient Greece, like everything. So let's look at the term festival. Where did it come from, this word festival? Well, it first showed up in the English language in the middle of the 16th century, el siglo XVI, and it derived from the word feast. Now, feast is a big meal. I think you say festin in Spanish, right? So, it makes sense. A feast is something that you normally have during a festival, And that's always centered around the harvest, la cosecha. So it's got its roots in festivals celebrating the harvest. Okay, but Alberto, when did the modern festival come about? The festival that we are all familiar with these days. All right, well, the music festival came about in 1952. Now, my mother was one year old. (laughs) you guys like jazz? Well, we're going to the Newport Jazz Festival. It's 1952, and this was founded in Rhode Island in the United States. Careful with the pronunciation there. It's not Iceland. It's island. And this was the beginning of festival culture, you could say. La cultura de festival in the Western world. El mundo occidental. Now, the cool thing about the Newport Jazz Festival... It's still going today. So this is one of the earliest modern festivals in the Western world, and it's one that's still going. I always love to hear that news because, well, many festivals come and go. Many bands, grupos de música, come and go. So it's always nice to see one that stands the test of time. Que perdura. So, how many people attended this Newport Jazz Festival? Well, there were 13,000 people in attendance at this festival. And the genres, géneros de música, were jazz, gospel, and blues. And do you want to know who some of the headliners were? Now, the headliners are the groups that were playing. Are you ready for this? I think we even need a drum roll because these are huge names. Drum roll, please. Billie Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah, they were headlining the Newport Jazz Festival in 1952. Man, there were a lot of other artists and other things going on, and all that jazz. <laughs> Okay, I tried to make a joke, it was a really bad joke, my apologies, but I'm going to teach you an expression, and all that jazz is, y todo eso, y todo lo que conlleva, y todo el resto, and all that jazz. Now, a lot of the locals in Newport, Rhode Island, ask themselves, what are these kids doing? These young people, they're crazy, they're out of their minds. They're sleeping in tents, in public parks, outside, listening to music for three days. What, what's wrong with these kids? And, well, I don't know what they were thinking, but I know when I've gone to festivals, half the fun is sleeping at the festival, pitching your tent. To pitch a tent is poner una tienda de campaña. That's half the fun. Walking around the campsite, meeting people. As I said, festivals are all about community. Do you know how many people I've met at music festivals? But the people in Newport, Rhode Island, they were scratching their heads saying, what's wrong with these kids? And, well, look, it was so successful that seven years later, in 1959, there was a sibling festival. Now, sibling is hermano. This is a good word to know because... If you want to say to someone, do you have any brothers or sisters? It's kind of a long sentence. It's easier to say, do you have any siblings? ¿Tienes hermanos? And this is male or female. So in 1959, another festival started. And this was also in Newport, Rhode Island. It was called the Newport Folk Festival. So we had the Jazz Festival in 1952 and the Folk Festival in 1959. De hecho, vamos a ver esta palabra, Folk right? We don't pronounce that L. We don't say folk. We say folk. Folk festival. And in fact, folks is gente. But if we say my folks, estoy hablando de mis padres. So if I say my folks are nice folks, I'm saying mis padres son buena gente. Yeah, I know. English is weird. Don't shoot the messenger. Now I know what you're thinking. How can you top Top is mejorar, the Newport Jazz Festival, Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald. Well, this one topped it. And in fact, it topped it for a controversial reason. Bob Dylan, in fact, was the reason. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but this was a revolutionary day in music. And this was, again, at the Newport Folk Festival in 1959. And why? Because, well, it wasn't a rock Festival. It wasn't a blues festival. It was a folk festival, and folk music is pretty chilled out, tranquilo. Otra forma de decirlo, it's very mellow. But Bob Dylan, being Bob Dylan, the rebel that he is, decided to plug in his guitar and start playing the electric guitar. And people went nuts. He was criticized. They said, what is this guy doing? He's playing an electric guitar at a folk festival. Is he out of his mind? And this started this rock and roll revolution. He basically electrified rock and roll, uh, and brought it to folk audiences. And as I said, now it's legendary. In fact, I've included a link. If you guys want to check it out, I put a link of that performance. But it was heavily criticized. But most geniuses usually are. But either way, what is Bob Dylan supposed to do? Is he supposed to follow the rules? No, he's Bob Dylan. He's a rebel. He was born to break the rules. And that's exactly what he did at the Newport Folk Festival, but he changed the game. You guys I think you say cambió las reglas del juego. We say he changed the game. Now, another game-changing festival was the Monterey Pop Festival. This was created in California in 1967. Now, this was the first festival in the United States that was trying to be a festival. They wanted it to be not just about music. They wanted it to be about art, about expression, about community, and capturing the ideals and the thoughts of society as a whole, sociedad en general. And guess what? They succeeded. Tuvieron éxito. This was one of these festivals that if you were there, you were at a moment in history that can never ever be repeated. It's the Monterey Pop Festival. By the way, you can find performances of all of these on the internet, even by YouTubing. Monterey Pop Festival or Newport Folk Festival as I said, I've included some links in there for you either way. The Monterey Pop Festival supposedly kicked off, arrancó, inició the Summer of Love. So this is where they realized that if they got enough people together who wanted to make change and wanted more than just music, they wanted to get together, they wanted to share ideas that they could do it and that is when the modern festival as we know it was born. Now, many festivals try and be like this festival, but this one just had something special. Not to mention that Jimi Hendrix played there. Yeah, see, that, that always makes something very special. Now, the next one is probably the most famous one in the United States, and it's the reason I decided to look at music festivals today. This is the famous Woodstock Festival, which took place in 1969. Now, where did it take place? Woodstock, New York. Nope, not Woodstock, New York. It took place in Bethel, New York. It was supposed to take place in Woodstock, New York, but the people of Wallkill, that area in New York, they backed out. They said at the last minute, nope. No deal. No hay trato. So they had to find a new venue, a new place to have their concert. Part of what made Woodstock such a fascinating thing is that it almost didn't happen until a man named Max Yasger came out of nowhere, a dairy farmer, now Darius Lacteo, and he said, guys, I've got a huge farm, let's make it happen. I think we can do it here. So his farm was in Bethel, New York, and the festival ended up moving to Bethel, New York. But imagine that, one of the most famous, monumental music festivals in history, and it almost didn't happen. Now you can check out, there's a movie called Taking Woodstock, which tells the story of it. I've put the link to the trailer, in the show notes. If you guys want to take a look, I highly recommend it because this is an iconic festival and the story behind it is just as interesting as the lineup, the performers, the moment in time it was capturing. They sold 100,000 tickets for Woodstock, but by the second day, they had a half a million people coming to Bethel, New York, to this dairy farm to see all these amazing musicians and be a part of this amazing moment in time. Once the organizers realized that people were coming like crazy and they were knocking down the fences, tirando las vallas, they said, all right, well, we've got only one option here. We're going to make it free. And once they announced that the festival was free, they opened the floodgates and people from all over flooded Fueron en masa, decimos, inundieron el sitio. And as I said, half a million people showed up when they really just sold 100,000 tickets. There were traffic jams all along the highways. You guys can see this, by the way, in the Woodstock documentary. In fact, a very interesting thing about the Woodstock documentary is that Martin Scorsese. That's right, Martin Scorsese is one of the editors, so you'll see his early work. I highly recommend it because I feel like they captured what was happening really, really well. So many interesting things happened at Woodstock. In fact, in the bonus part of today's show, exclusively for patrons, I'm going to tell you why there were only 30,000 people in the crowd when Jimi Hendrix played. Yeah, you heard right. Out of half a million people, why were there only 30,000 people there to see Jimi Hendrix? We'll find out why in the second part. I also want to look at the Glastonbury Festival. Now, this is a festival that is still going strong in England. It was launched in 1970, and it's also on a farm. There's a big thing since Woodstock between festivals and and farms. Because as I said, it's about community. It's about being out in the country, maybe even having nature around you if possible. An interesting thing about the Glastonbury Festival is that the first year it opened, tickets cost only one pound and you got some free milk from the farm. That's right. That's pretty cool, huh? Now we could talk about festivals all day because now there are so many different kinds of festivals from winter festivals up in the mountain in the Swiss Alps. You've got some amazing festivals to electro festivals featuring electric music and all that fun stuff. So I mean, festivals have grown as an idea, and they continue to grow. I must say, though, this summer, since we don't have music festivals due to the current situation, I don't even want to mention the word, but you know the word I was going to say. So this summer, I have to admit, I am really longing for my summer festivals. Long for us, añorar. I'm really longing for them. And the summer's not the same without those music festivals. I don't, I don't know what to do. I mean, I even miss seeing the posters saying the different lineups at the festivals and what's happening. But I don't want to be Debbie Downer. No quiero dar el bajón. Music will be back and live music will be back. We'll have festivals again and we'll get together and we'll enjoy music together as a community as it should be. Now, guys, we've got to get going. This is the end of the free part of the show. In the bonus part of today's show, as I said, I'm going to tell you why Jimi Hendrix played to only 30,000 people at Woodstock. Also, I'm going to give you some festival pro tips. As I said, I've been to thousands, well, maybe not thousands, but hundreds of festivals throughout my life. And I'm going to give you guys some pro tips to help you. I'm also going to tell you about a popular music festival in the United States that introduced Twitter to the world. And we'll look at the first famous artist to come up with an idea for a benefit festival. That's right, to do a festival for charity, for a good cause. All right, guys, so if you want to find out about that and much, much more, come back for the bonus part of today's FYI.